So I came up with this idea that I was going to sell a monthly plan to my largest client. And we, that's not exactly how the broker deal works, but the, the bottom line is, is you are selling from the top down. And yeah. that's what I did back in 2006 is I went to the broker and I said, Hey, this is what I'm envisioning. The broker liked it. We'll talk about why brokers like this. We'll talk about what your sell points or what your, uh, you know, what you should communicate to them because they think differently. They think way differently than a real estate agent. Hmm. And, um, and she liked it. She agreed to it. And then the thing is, is I had her backing. So not only was I selling it, but she was selling it because of the reasons why she wanted it, which we'll get to. So basically, this is top-down selling where you're going to the broker, speaking their language, understanding what they want. You get them on board. They and their managers help sell for you. Welcome to the Spiro Podcast managing your real estate photography and videography business with your hosts, Todd Kivimaki and Craig Magro. Welcome to the Spiro Podcast, Managing Your Real Estate Photography and Videography Business. Spiro is a software platform designed to help you really manage and grow your real estate media business. I'm Craig Magrum. I'm the business development and client care specialist for Spiro and host of the podcast along with me every week. And the guy that's going to be doing most of the talking because of this Barry White thing that I've got going on right now, uh, Todd Kivimaki, our, our owner and founder. Good morning, Todd. How are you? Hey, good morning. Good morning, Craig, and good morning to all of you out there. I hope that you're having an exciting 2023, the beginning of your 2023. Yeah. So some of you are out there on the road right now. You're probably driving in snow or rain. And some <laughs> of you lucky people are still driving in nice weather and sun. So don't email me. Don't send me a picture of it or the beach wherever you're at. I'm in a cornfield and it's foggy and rainy right now. You know, it's unusually warm for us here in Northwest Ohio for January. It is. I was driving in this morning and uh, I got it about 630. It was dark and it was yeah. foggy. I was just like, it's, yeah. you couldn't see anything. It was really foggy because it was 40 something out. So yeah. uh, that hot air came in and it's been it's been different weather this year in this neck yeah. of the woods. Yeah. But yeah, I'm with you. Those of you in Florida and San Diego and California, yeah, just enjoy what you have, but don't tell us about it. For all you new listeners out there, thank you for joining us uh, on your first time here. We have an exciting topic today. If you're coming back for a second time, it's good to have you back. Hey, we want to hear from you, no matter if it's your first mm. time or if your 10th time. Uh, shoot us an email, hello at Spiro.media. Let us know what you want to know. Let us know if you want to try out the software. Let us know if you want to see why we're different. But connect with us. Uh, mm. We are here. We are here for you. Uh, again, hello at Spiro.media. Uh, if you could subscribe, if you have not already, hit the little subscribe button. That would help us out. Also, you will be notified of when this podcast drops. Uh, it's every Monday, but you'll get it straight to your phone. It'll ding, and then you have easy access while you're out shooting that day to listen to us on the road. Yeah, yeah. So we started this podcast, was it summer of last year, of 22? I think it was... I think Something you're right, like Craig. That. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So our very first topic that that we tackled, and it's it's something that's kind of um, has really helped 
wild video tours, our, our parent company of Spiro, um, really grow and, and scale quickly was the, was the subject of broker deals. Something that um, not a lot of real estate media companies, especially smaller ones, necessarily do or, or have really explored. Uh, but it's something that is a powerful tool to really help you grow and scale your business quickly and um, just really get established in your market. So we thought we'd kind of revisit that topic of brokerage deals this week, Todd, and, and do a deeper dive into it and uh, look at look into some more maybe deeper questions, more specific questions of how exactly does this work and and, and dive into that. You, you want to talk a little bit about that? For sure. Yeah. So let's let's def let's define a few items here just so we're uh you know the variables are are we're on the same page with those so broker deal i so let me take you back 20 years ago so i was in college and um the world was black and white just kidding i had to say that but 20 years ago world was different no cell phones you know not a lot of media there was the internet uh, you were most likely dialing up um some of you have mm. broadband and um, I was at school regardless. And I had determined at the time that um, I did not want to write software the rest of my life. Um, and uh, I was not going to pursue uh, my computer science degree. I had the side business of a real estate video, again, only video. And I thought for me to justify graduating school, spending all that time and money, and then getting out of school and not doing it. And it was a field. I, it was a field I enjoyed. I enjoy technology. I enjoy, I mean, uh, you know, who doesn't love a good algorithm every once in a while? So, you know, you're such a nerd. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but am I allowed to say so that to like, my boss? <laughs> you are. Yes. Cause I am. I am. Yes. But I had to justify the fact that I was going to work on this this was like a dream of mine. Like, hmm. and think about 20 years, nobody was doing this. Nobody, you know, agents were just taking, they were taking their own cameras and some of them, you know, they were a three and a half inch floppy. Sony used to make this camera that was the size of two bricks stacked together. And you could put a three and a half inch floppy. Now, for those of you that don't know what that is, that's a humongous, basically memory card that holds like 1.44 megabytes of data. <laughs> so, so sorry. I, I, I love reminiscing Sony here. Wasn't it the Sony Mavica? Was that the name of it? It was. It was yeah, the brand. Yeah, that, that was camera. the line of it. Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> it had a little screen on the back, and yeah. I would go shoot video on a on a mini DV three chip camera, and and my wow. agents would they take a you know they take the picture with their digital camera, and um, so anyways, long story short, I needed to graduate and know that I had some sort of income lined up because I had student bills coming. Uh, I was. Um, I was going to get married soon. You know, I, I didn't want to live at home the rest of my life. I mean, I love my parents <laughs> and they pay for the food and the laundry is good. And I have my own room. But I mean, it's a little awkward to live at your parents when you have a wife. So right. I was planning all these things. And I was like, I've got to have some sort of commitment. I've got to feel good about uh, doing this freelance job. And I have got to, I've got to have a guarantee. That's the bottom line is I wanted a guarantee. So I came up with this idea that I was going to sell a monthly plan to my largest clients. And we that's not exactly how the broker deal works. But the, the bottom line is, is you are selling from the top down. And mm -hmm. that's what I did back in 2006 is I went to the broker and I said, Hey, this is what I'm envisioning. The broker liked it. We'll talk about why brokers like this. We'll talk about what your sell points or what your 
you know, what you should communicate to them because they think differently. They think way differently than a real estate agent. Hmm. And, um, and she liked it. She agreed to it. And then the thing is, is I had her backing. So not only was I selling it, but she was selling it because of the reasons why she wanted it, which we'll get to. So basically this is top down selling where you're going to the broker, speaking their language, understanding what they want. You get them on board. They and their managers help sell for you. Now, it's still your job to give good customer service, and you'll still need to sell and do presentations. But let me tell you, in the relationships where we have these brokerage agreements, it is so much easier. It's a partnership. And personally, that's what I always would prefer as a partnership than some in, than individual agreements or individual just a la carte um, shoots from, from agents. So let me ask kind of an initial question about broker deals. By creating a broker deal in this partnership that you've talked about, is is the broker able to guarantee a, a certain volume or, or number of agents that will use you to to justify? I'm 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 guessing a, a deal that you give them for for working with you exclusively. Yeah, great question. So. That's all up to you. I'll tell you some of the ways that we do it. I mean, you can put anything you want into a contract. I will tell you that not a lot of brokers will feel comfortable about a guarantee, guaranteeing you 500 listings, uh, you know, 1600 listings a year, whatever it may be. Because remember, all of the real estate agents are subcontractors. Mm. The broker cannot tell their agents what to do. They just simply cannot. Now, they typically have a very big pool with their agents, okay. but they can't say agents, you know, all of you, all 500 of you, I, you have to do this. <laughs> you know, those agents are gonna be like, peace, I'm out of here. So <laughs> there, there's a dance and we'll get into some of the sell points when we talk about what a broker wants. But the only way that a broker can tell their agents what to do is if they pay for it. And mm. we don't, we don't find that the brokers pay like the entire bill just because it's, it's really, it's the real estate agent's responsibility to market the listing. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't think you'll find, you can always ask the broker to pay for it. And then that way you're, you're somewhat guaranteed that income. Now the real estate agents still don't have to use you but they would essentially be wasting, you know, that money that sure. the broker would pay. So a lot of times when things are free, if a broker does pay for it, people use it um, unless your quality is not good or they don't like you or one of those other reasons. But free is mm -hmm. good. Who doesn't like free? Sure. So so I guess the, the short answer is uh, I, I would suggest you not look for a guarantee. I would suggest that you not put all of the sales on them. Like you're responsible for this. Now you might make them responsible for fronting the bill or paying the bill initially. And, and we can discuss that because that is a mechanism that we use every single time. We don't ask the broker to pay for it out of their budget. We ask them to front the money and then put it onto the agent's bill at closing. Okay. So let's, let's go down that trail then. Um, I, I was going to ask what makes it worth it to you as a, as the real estate photographer, if, if you're not guaranteed, um, mm -hmm. to, to offer a deal like that, but let's go down that, that fronting question, because that that's one of the features in our software that, that we have 
um, set up specifically for broker deals is the ability to invoice a, both a company and an agent, where mm -hmm. traditionally you're just invoicing the agent. So explain that fronting the money question and kind of how that relates to the, the feature that we have in the software and, and why it yeah. works the way that it does. Yes, I'd, I'd love to because we, we designed this very specifically to accommodate for these large deals. So historically, when an agent pays and in all other softwares, it, it's just that the agent owes you the money. Um, right. And in Spiro, we have the ability on a product level to say, this is what the agent pays and or this is what the company pays. So for example, say the company has agreed for with your broker deal and they've agreed that they want their package to be photo and video. Now, just as a side note, I would suggest that don't sell them photos only. Don't go mm -hmm. right to the bottom, sell them photos and video. And that's what we do in most every single one of our broker deals is we sell them photo and video. We call it our essentials package. So we put those products into a bundle inside of a shop, inside of an order page, just for them, just for that company. And then we put in the pricing that we've agreed to. Now, quickly on pricing, do I discount? Do I not discount? It is completely up to you. I will tell you, typically when someone looks to buy many items, buy something a thousand times, 2000 times, they typically like some sort of a discount. Mm -hmm. I am not a huge advocate for discount. I'm a huge advocate for making people feel like they're taken care of. And it is worth it for me. And I'm just speaking on, on my behalf with WOW. It's worth it for me to make those brokers feel good about a deal that they negotiate with me so that their clients are happy. Happy clients, happy brokers, they're going to use you. It's a lot of tours per year. Uh, that shoots that our photographers get to do, our editors get to edit, our QC get to QC, and their relationships that we can build on. So completely up to you. Um, now, I will say one quick thing. If you are a very high-end photographer and your niche is just high-end, you can still set these broker deals up. And no, you don't have to discount, but you can, just the structure of them even makes it feel hot, more high-end because you have their own custom order page. You can facilitate some things along the process with, you know, who does doesn't like to have the broker front the bill. So that's one thing I should have said at the beginning. This just this isn't only if you want to shoot 12, 15, 20,000 or even a thousand, you know, whatever number is large to you. Uh, it's this is not just for you. It will behoove you to have this relationship with a broker, even if you only want to do a hundred projects a year, but you do very, very high end. Hmm. So Craig, okay. I took a tangent. So let let's go yeah. back. So we were talking, we were talking about um the pay, uh, yeah, the agent versus company pay. So you've agreed with your company, uh, with your broker about a price and it's going to be photo and video. I'm going to do it for X amount. And the broker has said, I will pay you photographer. You all pay you Todd up front. Now, the nice thing about that is now I know that I don't have to try to collect money. Hmm. I don't have to worry about somebody not paying a bill. And also, I know that I've asked them to write a check to me, so I've saved the merchant fees, okay? Those do add up. I know everybody, you yeah. should have a line item in your budget. I mean, merchant fees on twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a month, you know, that adds up. 
So that's one thing we ask. We ask our brokers to write us a check because we give them a little discount and they can do it. Their billing department, they get a great breakdown that I'll talk about from, from inside of Spiro. But we put that in there and we know that we get paid right away and we mark that as company pay. So what that does is it immediately will, will after the shoot on a weekly or monthly level, it will send the invoice to the company. Okay, so the agent's not on the hook for it. It sends the invoice to the company and then the company arranges repayment however they want. They can either put it right on their broker bill. And I guess, let me let me explain what a broker bill is. And, and maybe this is called something different in different parts of the country. But the broker right. bill is basically the realtor's kind of tab with the company. That's I call mm-hmm. it a broker, their broker bill. It might be called something different, but it's basically their tab. So any fees, any office fees, any commissions, um, chargebacks, things like that, that goes on their broker bill. So we, as the photography company, ask the company to pay us immediately. And then the broker, the company gets paid back. They either put it on the broker bill right away. Uh, I suggest that they put it on at closing. So once the property closes, Mm -hmm. the agent gets billed for it. Uh, I typically find that a broker does not mind fronting this money or floating this money, if you will, uh, because Mm -hmm. they they see the positives in having their agents and a mass of their agents use better marketing. So typically they'll float the money and then they just get paid back after the house closes. At that point, it's easy for the agent to pay because they've just made money. You know, they sold the house. It's great. They got a check at closing. So it goes right out of their broker bill and, uh, you know, nobody knows anything different. So one of the things that you can do with the, the way we have it set up in Spiro with, with this company pay in fronting the money is you can actually set up a, a way of invoicing that the company actually gets a little bit of a kickback. We have, we have a display price on, that appears on their order page. You have the agent price and then you have the company price. You, do you want to explain that? Because that, that can be a little, that's a kind of an advanced setup on, on uh, yeah, pricing. That- so uh, for those of you that are in the system right now or those of you that are getting into it, you'll see this advanced toggle and you look at it immediately and you're like, what the heck is this? So as Craig mentioned, there is an agent pay, there's a company pay, and there's a display price on when you're setting the price of your product, of, of your services. And so if a company ask you in an an agreement that they would like to make a little bit of money, they'd like to take your price and upcharge it. So let's, for example, let's say that they upcharge each one of your shoots by $10. So what you do is you go in and you put agent pay zero. And that's nice because the agent's not on the hook for anything until it closes. If that's your agreement, you put company price of say $300, say that's your photo and video shoot, whatever it is. And then you put display price $310. So what that will do is that display price, that's what's shown to the agent when they order. So they see, oh, this is costing $310. Now you have a side agreement with the broker that it's only you're only going to bill them $300. And I find that some brokers, I find that not a lot of brokers do this, but the ones that do, they bill it just for administration fees. Like there is some cost with them tracking some of this program. And some mm-hmm. of them just like to make money. I and and you know, yeah. I, I'm okay with that too. So if you shoot a thousand tours for them, they make 10 bucks. You know, it's 10,000 bucks that they make at the end of the year. So it's worth something right. to them. But that yeah. is a feature that we have. And you have full 
control over that. Another thing that you can do is if you have a broker paying for the bill and you don't want the agent to know what it is, you can just make the display price zero. Thus, it will hide all pricing that the broker pays to the agent. So there's a lot of different ways that you can set it up and it is very flexible. It's confusing and maybe you need to call <laughs> us or send us an email. We'll set up a time and we can talk through if you if you're on the verge of selling a broker deal, we can talk through the 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 options, but the system can do very many things with the pricing and for different parties. Right, exactly. Yeah, so thus the deeper dive on brokerage deals. It it can yeah, it can get a little confusing, but but there's so much flexibility built into it to really get creative in, in how you create these deals with brokers. Let's let's kind of get back to the the selling process of of a broker deal, and, and the some of the questions that you might face from a broker in in talking a, about a broker's deal. What are some of those questions that the broker might ask you as you're presenting this idea to them of of a deal for the brokerage? Sure. So let me take one half step backwards of how do you get to the broker? And then we'll talk right, about what sure. you discuss with right. the broker. Uh, so typically, the broker is not someone that you're just calling or emailing directly and booking this appointment. As you grow, as your recognition grows, maybe, but they have to know about you a little bit before they're just going to say, hey, I'm going to take you know, these are busy people. I'm going to take time yeah. and see what this individual has to say about their photography company. So my strategy is always that I get in with enough of their agents. And typically you want to get in with their top agents and you make their top agents happy. The thing about brokers is if you can make their agents happy, they will love you because <laughs> that's what a broker tries to do. Uh, and now remember, the broker is not the person telling everyone what to do. They're not telling these contractors what to do. So they're trying to keep them happy. So if you make them happy, you're a vendor that they want to work with. Uh, so I am typically getting in with top agents at a company. And then I'm just suggesting, hey, wouldn't it be great if we had a deal with the company where they could, you know, you guys get a little bit of discount of pricing with bulk volume. Uh, we make it easy. You get a custom order page. Uh, we have packages designed just for your company. Uh, you know, we could uh, talk to the talk to the broker about um, fronting the bill and taking it out at closing. So those are all things that I'm I'm saying to the agent. Wouldn't it be great if you're if we could get together with your broker and do this? I will tell you, most of the time, the agent's like, "Oh, those are great ideas. Oh, yes, I, I who doesn't love a discount? <laughs> who doesn't love a custom package, a custom order page? Who doesn't love not having to pay up front and pay at closing?" Um, so you have these agents on your side and then you just say, Hey, would you be willing to, uh, do a warm introduction or set up an appointment with your broker, myself and you so that we could discuss about how we could put a plan together. So go. that's probably your, 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 that's your best bet to getting, sitting down with a broker. Now, once you sit down with a broker, uh, one, you should know, I, I always suggest no matter who I'm sitting with, I do research on them. I find out as much as possible, find out about metrics about the company, know how many agents they have, know how many offices they have. Uh, so when you sit with them, you can speak intelligently about their company. Again, you want to show that you want to work with this company and you want a partnership with this company. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I would say, Hey, I noticed that, you know, Last year was your best year. You sold this many units. This is amazing. You opened up three new offices and, you know, just show them that I have done my research and that I know who they are and they're important to me. Now, after that, 
I begin to talk about some things that are important to a broker. So two large things that are important. Well, well, the largest thing to a broker that's important, excuse me, is market share. So for those of you that don't know what market share is, it's the percentage of the total volume of sales in the market that their company does. So if a, um, you know, if a company, if, if say your city does 10,000 listings a year and your city does a lot more than that, just, just simple math, <laughs> but 10,000 listings a year and their company does 2000 of those listings, they have a 20% market share. That's 20% of the total. That is what all brokers look at. They're looking at that number to see the health of their company. Now you can grow in market share. Again, the most important thing to a broker is knowing their is that they are tracking their market share. You might not know their market share. Uh, those are in reports that you probably don't have access to. You don't need to. You can ask them their market share if you want to know. But the way that a broker grows market share, two different ways, and there's only two ways. It's either one, you get your current agents to sell more buy side or list side. So either um, they work with buyers or sellers or both. So you have your current agents sell more or you recruit more agents. Those are kind of the same thing, but those are really the two ways. So a broker is looking for tools to be able to get their agents to sell more houses and to be able to recruit more agents. Thus, they use that tool to gain market share. Their company grows, their profits grows, everybody's happy. Okay, so how do you help them in that journey to gain market share? Well, one, let's help their agents sell more homes. So some questions I ask and, and, and is, is, do you think that if all of your agents were to market consistently with photo and video, that we would raise your marketing floor or your brand value would increase or your image would increase? Or do you see how that your agents could use these tools to be more effective at a listing presentation? So kind of all those things. So you have to ask questions and, and this is just a selling technique where you're getting some, some soft yes. These are called soft closes. So you wanna get the broker saying yes. D does a broker think that if all of their agents market consistently, that their image would increase as a company? Oh, heck yes, for sure. Because remember, mm -hmm. you have a wide range of people. You have some people taking cell phone pictures. You have some people not taking any pictures. You have some taking two pictures. You have some using professional photographers. You have some only doing photography. You have some doing photo, video, drone, 3D. You know, there's, there's a wide gamut. So basically what you're trying to get across is if we unified this and raise the floor of your marketing. Okay, so if everybody right now is on average taking their own photos. If we gave them professional photos and video, I'm, I'm always gonna mention that. I just suggest you go photo and video. Would that increase your marketing, you know, the, the image of your company? That's always a yes, because the broker, that's, that's very difficult for the broker to do. Remember, they're subcontractors. Okay, so after that question, I ask, you know, what if we could put together a process that would make it easy for them? Uh, give you guys a custom order page, uh, 
make it easy for your agents to, to buy, to book online, to download. We could give links to your marketing department or to your admin so that they would have access to all of your company's media. These are all tools that are in the software that we've built in that accommodate straight to the, straight to the broker. They're things that they want. Uh, what if we made it easy for them to pay? Uh, so those are all yeses that you're going to get. Now, talking about recruiting, a broker's once a broker creates, or you could ask them, excuse me, uh, do you think that having a media program where you made it easy for them to order, you fronted the bill, you gave them a custom order page, do you think that would help you recruit more agents? Again, yes, these are all things. So when they sit with agents, the broker or the recruiter is trying to have tools that other companies don't have. It's mm -hmm. not very common for a company to have a media program where they're fronting the money, where they have custom order pages, they have custom packages, and they make it easy for them to not even have to think about. So right. not only is it a sales tool, but it's a recruitment tool. Those are the directions you're going to want to go with the broker. Those are the two things that are important, that are important to them. And having an agreement and a brokerage plan with them will help them accomplish their goals. Okay. Two, I have two last questions and I, I, I think we can kind of wrap things up then after that, because we, we've gone pretty deep, especially with the pricing and how to set that up and you know the advanced pricing and all of that. So I, I know when I was running my own business with my individual agents that I had that I was shooting for, I didn't necessarily have written contracts with every single individual agent. But at the broker level with a brokerage deal, is this something that you should have a written contract? And is it something that maybe you have your attorney? Uh, you know, how, how formal does this get in terms of a written agreement or or is it a handshake deal? Yeah, great question. I, I we have them ever, in, in all of those ways, Craig. So some okay. of it is your comfortability with them. Uh, so the thing about contracts, they're great because they protect both parties. Uh, the other thing about contracts is that sometimes people get a little leery because they're locked into a contract. Mm. Uh, you might be a little leery because you're locked into a contract. You just have to make sure it's a win-win for both of you. The, the big thing about that, the way I think about our business is that we want to form these partnerships and that as long as I am doing my job and I'm bringing good value, I'm keeping the agents happy and I'm giving the broker good tools to grow their market share, I continue to, to earn and show my value at the company. Yeah. Uh, so I will say we do have it both ways, Craig. I believe in a philosophy that's like, hey, I want you to use me because you see the value and I see the value in you and we continue to bring each other value. That's right. the big thing for me. So I will let you decide. If you do write a contract, I always advocate have an attorney either draft it for you or approve it because um, there's a reason why attorneys write contracts and, uh, <laughs> and why you're, you know, if you're not a lawyer, there's a reason why. So have an attorney draft yeah. it if you're going to. <laughs> exactly. All right. And then a practical kind of uh, wrap up question and follow up after you've, you've negotiated this deal um, you've got the deal, you're plugging along, things are going well. How often do you check back with the broker themselves to really get a pulse on how things are going? How happy are they? How their realtors feel? But what's the follow-up look like? Yeah, great question, Craig. So I I typically, I like to sit with them once a year 
Now, these are busy okay. people. Sometimes I can, sometimes sure. I can't. And I will let you gauge that for yourself. Of course, I would like to sit with them more on that, more than mm. that. I somewhat have a philosophy that if they never hear about you, then things are well. And yes, sit with them <laughs> once a year. So yeah. again, they're busy people, you know, probably more than once might be a little overkill as long as they don't have a problem with you. It's like, if they're not hearing about your company, then that's good news. No news is good news from the right. broker. Now right. I would suggest a little bit differently that you get in very well with their office managers. Mm, yeah. So get in with the office managers and you should try to make it to those office meetings, quite honestly, as much as they'll have you. Uh, mm. You should be there. You should be mingling. You should go to events with these realtors. Just because you have a broker deal doesn't mean you're going to get the business. You still have to yeah. build those relationships, but you have a, a really nice program set up that the broker's happy. The agents get what they want. So as long as you do good business and you build some relationships, your business will grow exponentially compared to not having a broker deal. Right. It's, it's all, to me, it's about appearances. The more events and meetings that you can go to, you're really making yourself their marketing department and they start thinking of you as just part of their business, not an mm -hmm. outside contractor or vendor. Um, mm -hmm. and, and yeah, it, the, the, and those events a lot of times are fun too, to, mm -hmm. you know, to be able to, to love on those people and take care of, of, of those that are giving you their business. So excellent. Excellent. Well, I, I think that that answers, you know, some of the additional questions we've had from people that have, have heard that initial podcast on brokerage deals. Uh, but if somebody, as we wrap things up here, if somebody does have additional questions still, um, how can they get a hold of us? Yeah, you can email us directly at hello at Spiro.media. And uh, we will uh, we'll respond if we need to have a, I'd be happy to have a, a, a conversation or a Zoom meeting if you have specific questions. Uh, or we could do a follow-up podcast where we're answering some of those questions or a special edition where we just answer those questions. So there's a lot in here, but I truly believe in it. Our growth at WOW wouldn't have been what it was and isn't what it would be, you know, wouldn't be what it is right now without brokerage deals. And quite honestly, I would rather sell and build a relationship from top down than, than mm -hmm. bottom up. I just think it's more efficient. I think your sell-through will be so much better than trying to go to everyone um, and, and move your way up. Exactly. Exactly. Todd, thanks for diving deeper with us on, on brokers deals. The, the experience and the knowledge that you've built over the years is it's just, it's going to help a lot more people that are just getting their businesses going potentially. Yeah. So thanks for making time. My, my pleasure. Always, ha always happy to help. Yeah. And if you want to learn more about Spiro, uh, the, the software platform and, and how you can facil facilitate brokerage deals with our software, uh, stop by the website Spiro.media. Um, and this podcast, be sure to share it with others in the, in the industry that you think could benefit from, from this and, and, and people that are looking to grow their businesses. Um, you can, you know, subscribe, like, share it you know, just all those, those normal things. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, don't forget, you can also watch it on YouTube. Just, uh, look up our YouTube channel, um, just at, at Spiro podcast, uh, on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube and you didn't realize we have an audio podcast, you can listen to it on your way to shoots, you know, in between appointments, uh, it's on all the major audio, uh, audio podcast platforms. Yeah. So thanks for joining us as we kick off this new year. And, uh, we're just, uh, hoping and praying just for a great 2023 for you, the business increases that you enjoy what you're doing and, uh, just, just be thankful for what you've been blessed with and take a breath. Have a great week.
Thank you for joining us for the Spiro Podcast, Managing Your Real Estate Photography and Videography Business. This is a production of Spiro and WOW Video Tours. You can find out more about Spiro's real estate media business management software at our website, spiro.media.